Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the OCNJ Local, your podcast for everything happening here in America's greatest family resort. We're your hosts, Dominic Doherty and Drew Fazy. And we are your local guys. Drew, man, two weeks, two episodes. It's amazing. Fire. It's amazing. Can't believe it. After that hiatus for football season. Uh, yeah. We're back in the swing of things here. It's good. It's good to be back. It is good to be back. <clears throat> it is, man. Lots, always lots happening here in Ocean City. Always a lot. You know, last time, last week, I was, uh, you know, a little fed up with the detour coming through 8th Street. Apparently, though, I don't know how the city, the city did it. Clearly, they're not, they didn't hire PennDOT uh, to, to do this. Um, but 9th Street is open again. You can at least get across 9th and West. So, hallelujah. You can go, you can make a left or head north on West Avenue, but you can't head south. So, you know, we're making progress. Definitely not penned getting, on, though. Definitely. Getting there. There's lots so. of, uh, lots of, it's it's a maze this time of year. There's lots of construction going on. Well, yeah, got to get lots ready for the uh, the Airbnbers, man. They got to have nice flat roads for, uh, you know, their high-end luxury SUVs. And we deserve nice roads, right? We do. We do. When they're not being ripped open for development. Yeah. And then patched very poorly. Some of those roads down in the south. That's a pet peeve, Dom. They pave pave new, you know, brand new asphalt. It's beautiful. And six months later, somebody wants to build a, a new house and they dig it up and leave a a rectangular patch burns me. Why can't, why can't the utility companies, specifically the gas company, get together with the municipalities and when the roads are open, they put their stub outs in front of every property. That way, they, they if somebody wants to get gas, they don't have to dig it up. It would encourage a homeowner to get gas and be a customer and it's cheaper for everyone, right? You, you, you pave a, a block of road in ocean city. It's supposed to last for 30 years. The minute you cut into it, it cuts the shelf life in half. Well, Drew, you have to understand that every time they cut open that road, that's a permit. That's revenue for the city. And if we did that all at one time, that would be a substantial amount of revenue that the city would lose by being efficient. And and how would that affect us, Dom? Who wouldn't be getting 100% raises? I don't know, Drew. I don't know. People get 100% raises around here? That's wild. So I've heard. So hey, I've listen. Heard. Listen, I'll tell you how it would affect us. And you know how it would affect us, the... The magical secret of Ocean City that we're going to keep here between us and Cape May County, all of Cape May County in general, because you cross that bridge over 9th Street and you're paying the man way more than you're paying the man over here. So this is true. 
I don't know. I I was just trying to put some common sense and and logical planning into it, but it it is a pet peeve. Well, maybe there's maybe there is some logic to it, Drew. Maybe it is helping us out in in a little way. Yes. Yeah. Who? Oh my! All perspective, Drew. All about perspective. Yeah. Hey, uh, so then, so so Dom, let let I wanted to start if we may with a couple of shout outs. That okay? Of course, of course, of course. Okay, first is the biggie. Um, so we just celebrated Veterans Day, and that we did. Um, we have to give a shout out to our vets. Every every veteran out there, thank you, thank you for your service. Uh, whether you are uh, a year out of your service or uh, ninety three. Um, we honor and respect you for your service. Thank you, vets. Thank you. Thank you. And I have to give a shout out to my boy, Mike Morrissey over at the VFW. Um, Mike's a great guy, uh, bald Mike, as he is known. And Barb, uh, Barb, Bob Marzilli, Marzulli down at the, um, at the American Legion. Uh, both those guys are good guys and they do, uh, they really, you know, aside from providing, um, you know, a home for their members, they do wonderful things for the community, both of them. Really great things. They're always giving back. And um, so shout out to those two vets. Excellent. Um, the other shout out, uh, switching gears a little bit, is um, – uh, as you know, I'm a big high school sports fan. Uh, sophomore at Ocean City High School, Maeve Smith, competed in the New Jersey cross-country meet of champions. She's class of 2025. So would that be a sophomore? 2025 so she would be a junior. Would be a junior. Am I wrong? She is, is she a junior? 20, yeah. 25 yeah. would be a junior. I'm sorry. She's yeah. a junior. Either way, um, she's from Ocean City. Yeah. She's from Ocean City, competed in the New Jersey Meet of Champions, which is all of the top cross-country champions, uh, cross-country uh, runners in the state. And she came in ninth in the state. That's pretty doggone impressive. Top Definitely. 10 in the state of New Jersey as a junior. So shout out to Maeve Smith. Good stuff. There you go, Maeve. That's, That's all I had. Two, those those, those two, two shout outs. Those are the only two. Wait a minute. One more shout out. Come shout on. out to my co-host Dom Doherty, who who has been who's as you can see if you're if you're not listening if you're watching us as you can see is looking thin and <laughs> studly and hot. He's been on a diet, eating good for, for one day, twelve hours, one day. One Less day than 12 hours. Less than 12 hours. Good on you, Doc. Hey, man. Gotta keep Go going. Go after it, buddy. Listen, I saw this really social media. They say what it is, but there is some good things in it. And uh, I saw this one thing, and this guy talks about how, you know, go to the gym for one day. You're not going to see any change. Go to the gym for 100 days, and you're going to see completely new you. And it just kind of, that really sunk in with me. Like, good things take time. So, yes. you know, unfortunately, 
I love food. It's amazing. It's awesome. Um, you know, now that things have slowed down around here, you can you have a little bit more access because you're not waiting in line. You you can leave your house. You know, so it's also wintertime. You know, you got to put on that, that hibernation layer and be ready for. You know, we're in these dark days, man. It's seven thirty right now. It feels like twelve o'clock at night. It's been dark forever. <clears throat> But pretty soon, December 21st is the shortest day of the year. And then after That's that, right. we're all getting longer. That's right. All oh, wait, I, I have a couple more shout outs, if I may. Oh, I, man. I, I almost forgot. I almost forgot. Um, so um, the first is Ocean City High School freshman tennis player, Anna Wisniewski. Anna is a freshman at the high school, uh, played uh, this, the, um, played, played varsity doubles. Um, that's pretty impressive for a, for a freshman, right? Um, um, yeah, because you only play, have, what, to, like to, seven, seven varsity players? No, there's a ton of varsity players. But she's a freshman playing well, varsity, first singles, varsity second doubles. singles. I think there's even third singles, right? She she was she was uh, she was second doubles. That's what she does. Second doubles. That's impressive for for a freshman. So shout out to my girl Anna. She's a great kid. She's really a uh, a nice kid. And 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 uh, I went to a couple of her matches uh, with her parents. And you know, you know me. I want to, I want to scream and holler and root her on. But that's not how tennis works. Tennis is a nope. very, no. very quiet, quiet sport. So I was a little out of my element. But uh, I was, I was yelling and screaming for her on the inside. I'm trying to get her. She's a very um, uh, mild personality, very kind of quiet, quiet girl. Uh, I want to get her to grunt. I want her to do the. Uh, uh, the, the Williams sister grunt when she, when she hits the ball. So I might, might take Very over as her coach. Very yeah. intimidating. Yeah. The other shout out. You're not teaching her how to throw a football. She'll be okay. <laughs> That's right. She'll be okay. That's right. Yeah. Anything else you can coach, not throwing a football, <laughs> not throwing a football. Um, the other shout out is to, uh, outgoing chief of police, Jay Prettyman on his retirement. Um, Congratulations on your retirement, Chief. Uh, wish you well. And incoming Chief, new Chief, Bill Campbell. Um, congratulate, congratulations, Chief. Uh, I wish you a long tenure as Ocean City's Chief of Police. Congratulations. Yeah, Good man, stuff. they did a great job. Uh, Jay did a great job on his way out this summer, getting things under control up there. Um, as we talked about before in previous episodes. Yep, so, yes, he did. I'm sure the next chief, Bill Campbell, you said? Bill Campbell, yes. Yes, I'm sure he'll be you know, just as good. But definitely some big shoes to fill. Yes. So. So, uh, can I, um, so this isn't a shout out, but I wanted to follow up on our last, uh, our last episode. I wanted to give an election nonsense. update. I'm sorry? More nonsense? Non more nonsense. Truly. Excellent. So I want to give it uh, an, an update on uh, our election. It was election. a hot one. The hot it election. Was. 
Sure was. It was almost so, as good as the presidential election. Almost. Almost. Um, so first of all, county surrogate. Have to clarify. Well, uh, congratulations uh, to Marie Hayes. Marie won uh, won the election and is now our county surrogate. But I wanted She's carrying the baby for all of Kevin. I Kevin. wanted to define what surrogate is. I, I out of curiosity, I had to look it up. So I'm going to read this. Uh, county surrogate, the judge of the surrogate court. That's what Marie is. Is the judge of the surrogate court. The surrogate's office has the responsibility of supervising adoption, probating wills, qualifying executors, appointing administrators for those estates without wills, and qualifying guardians of minors and incapacitated persons. So there is actually, it is actually kind of dealing with life and death here as a surrogate would. It, it is. And and you think about it, it's, it's most of those are, um, you know, they're not, it's not a criminal court and it's not really a civil court. So it's the stuff that, yeah. you know, you need someone um, in power and in the legal industry to, you know, fill in those, uh, those, those gaps. That gap. Very interesting. Very yeah. interesting. Yeah. Congratulations. And, you know, if you know Marie, um, I think she's a she's a very, very smart person. Um, she's got a lot of experience in the um, in the uh, law and order field. And she's just got common sense. She's just one of those people who kind of has common sense. So I think she's um, uh, I voted for her before I know knew what what position she was going to fill. Now that I know what position she's going to fill, I feel so much better about my vote for her. Agreed. I think she's I did the, the same. perfect um, person. Speaking of wills, to get off topic here completely from your shout outs, uh, I read an article in the Daily the other day where a recently a gentleman who passed away in October uh, with a substantial amount of money ended up leaving $150,000 to the library. So good, good for him. That. that was super nice. And, uh, you know, maybe we can help. Apparently they're doing a nice second floor renovation there. Um, and that library is already gorgeous. Yep. So that's my home away from home. Uh, when I work from home, sometimes so I go there and work. I'm, I'm going to, while we're talking about wills, uh, anyone you who left me the whole phase estate. Thank you. I appreciate I, it. I was going to say anyone who enjoys our show and is considering creating a will and would like to leave me some, some of your estate. I, I I'll, 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 I'll use it wisely. How's that? I'm sure you will, Drew. I'm sure you will. God only knows what you will buy with it. Um, so and the, to finish what, up on the election, to yes, finish up so, on the election. So, um, Ocean City's own Marie Hayes, as I mentioned, won the uh, surrogate seat. Ocean City's own Bobby Barr won a seat on the um, county um, commissioners. I always want to say freeholders because it's been freeholders forever, but that's not PC anymore. So Bobby is a county commissioner. Um, my friend Antoine McClellan, I'm very happy uh, to have uh, um, tip for him to have one. He won the, the state uh, 
uh, his state seat. The school board election, and that's the hotly contested one you're, you're referring to, I'm assuming. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. That was a, a nail biter, to say the least. So um, congratulations to Michael Algaretto, um, top vote getter. Jocelyn Polygonis, she was uh, number two, did very well. And as of the close of election, um, uh, Robin Schaefer was leading Corey Nemec by four votes. Four uh, votes. Four votes. Four and votes. I'm told that the election will not be certified by the county until November 20th or 22nd. I think I'm here 22nd. to tell you. Uh, 22nd. Thank you. I'm Couple here to days tell you, before Dom, Thanksgiving. I'm here to tell you, Dom, I have people. And my people are telling me that the order of finish has flipped. Well, Corey, we just Corey we gotta wait and see. Well, no, I'm, uh, you, you don't trust me. You don't trust my people. My Listen, people man. are telling, let me repeat. My people are telling me, Dom, that Corey Nemec has won the third seat on the Ocean City Board of Education. You can take it to the bank right now. I don't think I can no, bet on that one. Congratulations to Corey. I don't think I can bet on that one at DraftKings. Um, you know, you're, you'd be you'd be leaving money on the table, my friend. I can't. There's no odds on it here. There's no there's no here. But I don't know, man. We gotta wait and see. Like. You know, from, I read, I remember reading the article in the daily and Corey was winning at one point and he left. And then when he heard later, Robin had had won. So it seems like there's still a lot of volatility. You know, you got these people, you know, and I'm sure you got some good people, Drew. You know, you haven't steered us wrong yet here. You know, let's just let's wait and see what happens here. All right. Let's wait and see what the county says. Dom, and see. I thought I was very clear when I told you that my people. Are Listen, I understand that. I get that. But we got to. We got to let due process happen here, you know, okay. and let it get certified. And then we'll congratulate the winners because, okay, you know, it was a very hot, hot. It was a very hot election, very tense election. Lots of lots of things flying around, lots of controversy, lots of topics. You know, it was wild, Drew. It was wild. It was, it was wild. You I'll know? give you it that. Was, it was, it was wild. wild. Yeah. People were running smear campaigns. No, I, I don't know if that's true, but. You know, I was. They, they could have been. They could have been. You Signs know? being stolen. Yeah. Flyers being handed out in parking yeah. lots. You know, it's typical Ocean City yeah. politics here for, uh, you know, so we'll see what happens. You know, best dogs living both. with cats, cats living with dogs. It was mayhem. Yeah, man. Best of luck to both of them. You know, we'll see what happens and how it shakes out. And, you know, fingers crossed, whoever does come out victorious does what's right for the kids in Ocean City because that's really what school board's all about. 100%. Making sure the, uh, 100%. the kids get the best possible public education available to them. So, um, yeah, man. It's, uh, it's not, like I said, this time of year, everyone thinks, oh, nothing's going on in Ocean City. We Tons roll up the sidewalks. Right? Tons we roll up the sidewalks, yeah. So, um, you know, but to get into the theme of today's episode, because we actually got back to having a topic, um, <coughs> excuse me there, excuse me, um, speakeasies, saltwater pools, and ghosts. Recently, uh, this year, actually, 
this summer, the Fl iconic Flanders Hotel on the boardwalk at 11th Street celebrated its 125th anniversary here in Ocean City. And when we come back from break, no, you're telling me no. 100 years, my friend. 100 years. I 100 thought it was 125 years. years. No, I think that's the, uh, the lifeguard service. Oh, that's correct. I mixed yeah. up yeah. the lifeguards and the Flanders. I apologize. Lifeguards, 125 years. If you don't believe me, you can spend the next 10 minutes of our podcast and Google it. Oh, no, I could do sorry, that. I could do that, but I won't because I've been banned from Google while <laughs> podcasting. So, and I adhere to my bans. Um, but no, a uh, hundred years. Wow, one hundred years. Hundred years, hundred twenty-five years. At this point, we're really splitting hairs. I mean, come on. When you make it to that century mark, uh, anything after that, that's pretty impressive. Uh, it's just icing on the cake, I would have to say. Um, yeah. But when we come back from break, uh, Drew's going to fill us in because, as always, he did some due diligence about this iconic landmark here in ocean city. So stay tuned and we'll be right back. All right, everyone. Welcome back. Drew, what have you learned in your research about the Flanders and its hundred year history here uh, on this little Island we call home? So it is actually very, a very interesting history. Um, uh, several things are, are pretty interesting. I enjoyed uh, doing my doing my research. I so, bet, man. It's, it's a really yeah. cool little place. I mean, if you've never stayed there, I can get it because, you know, rooms are a little pricey. It's one of the few hotels in Ocean City. It's definitely probably the only luxury hotel in Ocean City for now. Oh, um, you know, so... It is pricey. I've looked into the penthouse and stuff here and there, and and they're they're quite expensive. But just to go in and walk around for a little while, take a look at you know the event center, the second floor. Uh, it's they're getting ready to decorate it for Christmas. So if you're in town, um, you know definitely go check that out. They always do a really amazing job decorating the inside for Christmas. Um, if you've but, never been, if you've never walked through. Uh, the Flanders during the Christmas holiday season, do yourself a favor, uh, do it because it is, they do it right. I mean, it, it's beautiful. It's got a great, great feel to it. Um, it, it. It's amazing. It's amazing what they, what they do at Christmas. It's really cool. Definitely. Um, and they got a lot of cool old photos in there and there's no shortage of old photos of the Flanders you know, around town as well, too. Um, you know, pretty much any place you go in that has some old time photos, you'll at least find one of the Flanders. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, so tell us a little bit about it, Drew. You know, All right, obviously so 100 years ago, so built in 1923. It, it was completed in 1923. Uh, in 1922, the Delaware River Bridge was completed, later renamed the ben, uh, Benjamin Franklin Bridge. Um, and of course, that would open kind of the floodgates uh, for more tourists coming to the shore, as opposed to people coming by train. Um, the Ocean City Chamber of Commerce formed a committee to study the feasibility of a of a large oceanfront hotel uh, to attract and accommodate these visitors. Um, 
they found that not only was there a need, but there was a necessity if Ocean City wanted to compete uh, in the in the you know booming tourism market. Um, Hundred years later, the same thing, Drew. Hundred yep. years later, this imagine that circle of life right there, baby. Right? How about it? Um, so Atlantic City had opened the Blenheim Hotel that year, nineteen twenty-two, and it was a huge draw and ocean city was feeling the the you know the competition of the pinch so they studied it and so and found obviously that that uh it was there was a need right so that committee made up of uh members of the ocean city chamber of commerce became the oceanfront hotel corporation and um they uh, we're responsible for investing in and raising money for the, the 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 building by way of selling shares in the corporation to locals for the purpose of building a grand oceanfront resort hotel. So the Flanders Eustace, was are not, you listening to this? Are you listening yeah, to this? The Flanders was not built. The Flanders was not built built by a developer. The Flanders was basically built by the community which is really pretty interesting. Um, so the uh, Oceanfront Hotel Corporation hired a local architect, uh, Ocean City native Vivian B. Smith, to design the building. She also designed City Hall in 1915, the old high school in 1924, and the Music Pier in 1929. Did you know that, Dom, that the same architect designed those three, uh, four buildings? I did not. Now that you say that, though, you can see her style uh, in those buildings. Definitely. But uh, I agree. And and it's another interesting little tidbit that I didn't know. Because so, there's some original buildings left. I mean, the high yeah. school's not there anymore, you know, but the Music Pier, City Hall, the Flanders, you can, some of the last, you know, original buildings left. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, you know, based on that age, the building was built with steel girders and concrete and was built as fireproof uh, because there had been some fires along, you know, several boardwalks uh, up and down the coast. And it proved to be true because in 1927, there was a great fire, the great fire of 1927, and it burned nearly every uh, structure on the boardwalk except for the Flanders. Wow. Yeah. Um, the construction Were you out there cost, with the pail then in the fire brigade helping out uh, in 1927? Uh, I might have been. You never know. Um, I was young at the time, though. So Yeah, you were probably, you know, still playing stickball or out there yeah. with your wheel, you know, pushing it down the boardwalk. I think I was shining shoes on the boardwalk is what I was a shoe shining. That makes sense. I could see that. Anyway, uh, the construction cost in 1922-23 was $1.5 million. The equivalent in today's dollars is, is roughly $30 million. So it, it, it really doesn't sound like that much money. But if going back to the fact that um, it was local businessmen and local residents who bought shares in the corporation to to 
build this building. It, it's, it's pretty impressive, right? Raising $30 million in your community to build a hotel is pretty impressive. Um, so it, it officially opened in 1923, uh, and it was, uh, it would be named the Flanders and the Flanders is, it, it was named after a world, world war one battlefield in Belgium, the battle of Flanders field. Um, keeping in mind, we're just, you know, several years out of world war one and there were, um, uh, Ocean City natives um, who fought in, in World War One and who died in World War One. Uh, and if you go down to the to the um, memorial, you can see who they are. And there's actually some names that you would recognize from today, Don. Believe it or not. Um, anyway, when as built, there would uh, be uh, 232 hotel rooms, each with a bath. And that's kind of a big deal in 1923. Oh yeah, uh, for sure. Yeah, Even now that's a big deal. No, I guess not really in a motel. No, not in a hotel. I mean, you're, yeah. you're generally not sharing bathrooms in hotels. But uh, back in 1922, that was a big deal. Um, there was a swimming pool. There were sun decks, shops, restaurants, and a grand ballroom. Um, what might still, set it still, up? Set, still today, there's a grand ball. Ballrooms. Still today, there's grand ballrooms. Yeah. Um, it what set it apart from a lot of hotels of the time is had it had a front desk staff, it had bellhops, and it had doormen to cater to the guest. So it quickly became known as the jewel of the Southern Jersey Shore. Um so after the Great Fire, so it opened in 23, after the Great Fire in 1927, the Flanders purchased the lots immediately uh, in front of it, uh, uh, Oceanside, and built three saltwater pools. Um, and they would become um, kind of event centers in and of themselves. Even though they had the great ballroom, they had these dinners and dancing and all that stuff, the outdoor space became um, very popular and um, they would have events, swimming events and attended by celebrities, including Johnny Weissmiller, the, the, the great Olympian. Um, so that it became an attraction. Now, now, Dom, I actually swam in one of those pools when I was, when I was a kid. Um, Is that after you finished your shoe shining? It was Uncle after I finished. It, it was the the early seventies. Um, you could pay. I don't remember how much. One of my brothers and sisters. A nickel. Remember, Shiny remember nickel. This. It it might have been a it might have been a nickel. It was probably fifty <laughs> cents. Fifty cents for the day, back in like nineteen, you know, seventy, seventy two, seventy four. I don't remember because my dad was shelling it out as a as a um, as kind of a treat for us. He would bring us to the Flanders pool for the day. Now, myself, my and my two older brothers, being the ne'er do wells that we were, we would always try to sneak in. Um, and pool hopping, man, pool pool hopping, never get away with it. They were on it. They had, you know, uh, I read somewhere that they had um, uh, thirty 
uh, staff members at the pool at all times during the day. Uh, lifeguards and all kinds of people, you know, towel people and all that. And we, we used to never, swim in the, never in got the beach mansions in Longport all the time. We would just always jump the fences. Is that right? People's pools. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We tried to uh, pool hop everywhere we could because back then there weren't as many pools as there are today, but, uh, but we could never get in. We could never bring now, out. Now your neighborhood, pools. everybody's got a pool drill, literally everybody. Yeah. And we all pool hop each other. <laughs> um, so moving forward, um, it, it, the kind of shine wore off and those pools closed in 1978 and they were originally just filled in with sand. They were, the lot was still there and they're filled in this, in sand, but the Flanders sold that land and a lot of it, not all of it, I don't think, but a lot of it was sold to the Simpson family and they were able to expand playland from a one acre facility to a three acre facility. So that's what you see there now in front of, in front of the Flanders is, is mostly um, playland. There are some stores out in front of it on the boardwalk now. Uh, but back then um, they did a big, big expansion. So the Flanders was sold. Um, the, the corporation was sold after the stock market crash in 1929 and, um, a lot of people lost a lot of money, um, and it was run by a, 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 an attorney from Atlantic City for many, many, many years. Uh, he actually built a penthouse on one of the towers uh, for him and his family. Uh, fell into some hard times. Uh, in 1996, it was um, sold to James Dwyer. James Dwyer... Uh, converted the 232 hotel rooms into 95 condominiums and retained ownership of the common space and the parking lot. Uh, Mr. Dwyer um, fell into some hard times, shall we say, and he was foreclosed on. So there was years there in the, in the, uh, in the late nineties through early 2000s where the Flanders didn't operate as a hotel for a time. Uh, they kind of ran into some disrepair. There was highs and lows, right? Uh, mostly lows. Um, and in the early 2000s or, you know, 2005, 2010 range, um, it was, it was uh, revived and um, the, Common Space was purchased by Peter Vudoris, who is currently manages the hotel. They've done, they secured a bunch of loans. They did a bunch of renovations back then. And he has done, uh, along with the condominium owners, I have to say, they had to go along with all this to make this all work. And they did. And kudos to them um, for having a little bit of vision. Uh, so now it is, um, they are individually owned condominiums operating as a hotel with all the common space, um, uh, of, you know, operational and, um, it's, it's, you know, running as a, a an exceptional hotel and, um, uh, one of the premier, uh, uh, event spaces uh in in south jersey let alone in ocean city 
Um, it hosts, uh, uh, you know, weddings. I mean, they, they, they have, they're, they're booked for years in advance. Um, uh, uh, the um, proms from a, a great number of, of schools, not just Ocean City, but a great number of schools and all kinds of events. So it's, uh, it's really a, a uh, success story uh, at this point in time. And uh, yeah, because I know, remember happy 100th you know, birthday. When I grew up, when I was growing up, you know, after the Great Fire in 1927 um, and the closing of the saltwater pools, the Flanders wasn't really that hot to trot. Um, no. And it definitely has, you know, in the past, you know, 10, 15 years, come back to life as a place like, oh, hey, the Flanders, it's it's got its swag back. Let's put it that way. Yep. Yep. And, you know, not for nothing, but, you know, it, any any business um, is about its people. Right. Um, and Karen Bergman, who is currently a um, currently a, uh, a city council person. Um, and has now retired from the Flanders, but she was the event coordinator at the Flanders for years. And she was just awesome. You know, she was great. Um, so, you know, people like that is what make good businesses great, right? So shout out to Karen. She was always really uh, great to work with and always very accommodating and pleasing, you know, almost anything you wanted, she would make sure that, that it, you got what you wanted, you know what I mean? And you were satisfied. So, uh, um, yeah, it's, it's, so that's the, that's the, uh, kind of the history and the update on the Flanders, but I didn't mention a couple neat aspects. All right. Um, the first is that the building features a full basement below sea level. Um, really? Yes. Known as the catacombs. And now, the catacombs, can you get down there as a... Yes. Yeah. Really? Well, I, you mean as a like a somebody off the street? Yeah. Is that what you're asking? Be a guest. Like, could, could you? Probably not. Could I? Yes. How's that? Well, you got, you got people, Drew. I don't got I got people. people. That's right. You know what I mean? You got um, people. No, you I, know, I I'm... Not, that's that's a good question, Dom. I don't know if if, if there are tours available or if it's open to the public. Because that My would be guess, something cool to see. That would be cool to see. My guess is I doubt like a, a basement, literally ten feet from the ocean. Like how how below sea level? Yeah, like it's what, below are you, sea what level. are you doing there? Yeah. So and it's it's a maze of like seven or eight expansive rooms. Oh, um, this sounds awesome. I I want to. You know what? I, I think we have to get some kind of press uh, credentials and get down there. You and I. What do you think? I think we should. I think we should talk to. Uh, you know. Peter. Yeah, let's see what we can do here, because I want to see this. He's a good guy. Um, I I don't know what what the uh, situation with is with the catacombs, but I'd be willing to reach out and ask him. Because I'd like That's to probably see haunted as, as all get out, though. Oh, I'm sure. I'm definitely so. Haunted. So, it, it's said to have housed a speakeasy in the 20s and 30s, which whoa, had, whoa, 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 whoa! This is a dry island, Drew. And that was prohibition. Hence the name. Hence the name speakeasy and not bar. Okay. Right. 
Um, and it had several rooms, you know, room for, you know, a couple bars, some gambling, some dancing. This is what I'm being told. This is all strictly against the founding values of Ocean City, Drew. I, I know this, Tom. I know this very well. I can't even. I'm, I can't I'm even. Telling you, this is, this is and this is this is the, they were gambling there. This is the lore. So now I'm getting into lore. Could uh-huh. be fact. Could be fiction. Who knows? Um, this is all true. This is definitely one hundred percent. One hundred percent. It also was a private meeting place for the mob from Philly. That- New York and Atlantic City. Lore. That that we're going to stick with is lore? 100%. That's lore. We don't know that that happened. Because I don't think those groups even exist, really. It's fact, dude. My people tell me it's fact. Listen, listen, you're in enough trouble with the uh, Italian-Americans in Ocean City. You need to... uh, be careful because those cement shoes you are getting heavier and heavier every day, you, Drew. You went there, really? You every, went there every day, you, Drew. You, <laughs> every day. Okay, I'm moving on on our podcast. Um, <laughs> you better move on because you're the one that's going to end up within the bottom of the bay. <laughs> um, the Flanders lobby still has two telephone booths. Really? Where Where do you find one telephone booth? Let alone. Two telephone booths. Yep. The Flanders has its own on-site well and operates its own water system. What? Yes. So they have a well and they pump the water into a room in the basement, somewhere in the around the catacombs. And then it is pumped to the top floor where there's a, a, um, a, um, Container, uh, yeah, if you will, and then the water is is uh, gravity driven to the rooms. I, this building is built in nineteen. Now this sounds like I'm making that part up, but it's true. It's true. No, but I'm just they, saying. This so they don't built. pay a water bill; they pay a sewer bill, but not a water bill. Man, that's ridiculous. Because the water bill in Ocean City is ridiculous. I'm, I'm digging a well tomorrow, buddy. Yeah, like I'm I'm blown away by the construction of this building. A hundred years ago, you're able to build a basement a block away from not even like literally on the beach. You're able to build a basement. You're also able to drill a well. A basement below sea level on the beach. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like, how are you? How are they doing this? And then not only that, but you have, you know, a better plumbing system or at least water delivery system than most homes do. So. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go back to you know I'm gonna go back to Vivian B Smith. It is pretty badass as an architect. Yeah, right. Some, some pretty serious design, I will say that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, last but not least, um, the lady in white. The lady in white is Emily. The ghost, uh, Emily, it, her her name is said to be Emily when, when she was alive. Um, she is described by many who have encountered her, and there have been many who have encountered her, including my son. My son 
encountered her. Now, truth be told, was this was, just you dressed up in a wig or something? No, truth be told, he was. I think he was eight at the time, and I might have put a little suggestion into his head. Okay. And him and his buddies, you know, went looking for Emily and came running back. Oh, we saw Emily. We saw Emily. So, hey, you never um, know. So this, I'm going to put that in my kid's head when we go to the banquet in a couple of weeks. Hundred percent for sure. <laughs> it was great, but that is Lore Dom. That is Emily Lore. So early, uh, 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 Emily is said to be in her early twenties with long brown hair. She wears a white dress, and she is barefoot. Uh, she frequents the lobby the second and the fourth floors. Uh, she is said to be mischievous um, because there's numerous reports of her rattling doorknobs and flickering lights. She has also her, uh, been heard to be singing in the hallways of the second and fourth floors. Um, and the lure of Emily is that she is a girlfriend of a U.S. soldier uh, killed in World War One. Now I can tell you that um, I believe that Emily is one hundred percent real. Have I experienced her myself? No, but there's a lot of people who have encountered Emily over over a long period of time, and there's actually a painting of Emily. Um, forget where that is um i think it's on like on the hallway to the balcony overlooking the um not the lobby what's the uh courtyard so there's a there's a, a painting of 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 emily and the painting was based on descriptions by numerous people who have seen her in the hotel that's just creepy Oh, that's creepy. It, it's, well, it's a hundred year old building. Um, you know, my guess is that there's a lot of hundred year old buildings that have spirits. We should, we should call ghost hunters on this one and see if we can get them involved here. Well, you know, I, I, I didn't write this down, but there was a psychic who went into the catacombs and two people were murdered in the catacombs. Now, the mob thing. That's what the psychic said? Yes, that there were two people murdered in the catacombs. A stabbing and a strangulation. Dude, we're just going to stop talking about the mob and catacombs and murders and stuff. You, Like I said, you need to stay above water here. For a little I, bit I might be slim, swimming with the fishes. Is that what you're Dude, saying? You're, yeah, you're getting closer. You're getting closer. I don't. I don't know here. Uh, you know, you've already you've already been banned once. Yeah. From, from yeah, uh, I forgot about that. The, the, there was a psychic who who went into the catacombs, and there was apparently some famous mobsters uh, of the day, and yeah. uh, and he said that there was two people that were murdered. No, no, definitely. There was a, a good bit of act of uh, organized crime activity in this area. Now, if that was a speakeasy, Dom, there is a property on the very north end of Ocean City on Bay Road. It was torn down about 
three or four years ago now. It was an expansive bayfront property uh, with, with a, an expansive bayfront home. And the the uh, the lure was I remember like, that house. Yeah, yeah. Like the, the, it was like two or three lots wide, and yep. And the yep. house was like three sections. Yep. It was huge. Mm -hmm. And the lure was that it was Frank Sinatra's house that he stayed there when he was in Atlantic City, which was not true. Um, but what is yeah. true is that during it, and it had a, uh, a a dockage that was enclosed that you could open a gate and and take your boat out and close the gate and this is true that during prohibition larger boats would anchor offshore and smaller boats smaller lorries would go out load up with alcohol either you know whiskey or rum from the islands or whatever and bring it in they would sail into that dockage and they would close the gate for privacy and they would take that alcohol off the boats, put it onto little little vehicles, and take them to, all to the local speakeasies, uh, including the Flanders, but not limited to the Flanders. My understanding is that there were several speakeasies in Ocean City during the uh, during Prohibition. But there yeah, that still that's, are. Yeah, yeah, well, are there? I think a lot of them shut down recently, but there were. Yeah, recently so. there's like a couple of them have shut down, but there, you know what? You're right. There might be two that I'm aware of. Yeah, there's a couple out there. You just yeah, there's still there's still a couple. You're right. You just got to know the password or, or have people. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah, yeah. You have to have people. You always have to have people. That's that's. But anyway, so that that's interesting. That's how the alcohol would would come in and they and and then be distributed. Um, so and that probably so whose house down. that was. Back then, I, I don't know who it belonged to in the twenties and thirties. Um, yeah, I remember that. That was a that's a beautiful house. There's some they yeah. definitely still built some big homes on that lot, but I think there's two or three there now, right? There are three. Yeah, uh, there they they subdivided it into four lots. Uh, there was a home built on each of the first two lots, which would be the southern lots. And the second two lots were purchased by one person and they are building a monstrosity of a house with a pool house. And the pool house has more square footage than my house. I mean, it is every time I go by there, it's huge. I gotta go huge. check this one out. And and the first two were huge. And the the this last one is um dwarfing them almost wow yeah wow sounds like they could have built another flanders back there it looks like they're building another flanders back there i mean hey man good for them yeah they're, they're yeah you can't they're take big. it with you yeah so, so uh that's the flanders and again if you haven't been to the flanders at christmas um even if it's a random tuesday take a walk through they're very nice they, they let you walk around. Um, you know, the, the Chamber of Commerce has events there, and it's always great, and the food's good. We have our Junior Raiders um, uh, end-of-year banquet on December 4th. That's how right, Tom? First, sun, first Sunday in December. First sun, And I, I always enjoy that um, uh, because I'm a, I'm a 
a breakfast guy and the uh the brunch spread that they put out is uh it's pretty good it's pretty good they do a nice job i will most likely not be sticking to the uh 12-hour diet i'm on that day i might have to not i might have to push you along a little bit and get you an extra plate of pancakes or two eggs man eggs protein all about the protein I, I am too. I don't. I Go don't do the, protein. the carbs. But uh, no, man, that was that was pretty interesting. I definitely learned a lot about the Flanders. Also learned what a uh, county surrogate is. So it's been a uh, a knowledge filled podcast here. That's for sure. Yeah, the the, the Flanders um, uh, history, really, right from the inception, is is pretty cool. And and you know, I've been uh, I haven't lived in Ocean City all my life. So I'm not a native, but I am a local. I've been coming to Ocean City all my life and moved here in my 20s. Um, and the Flanders, it has just always been there, you know? Um, and I never really knew all that much about it. So I'm glad to have uh, taken the time to do the, do the research and learn a little bit about it. Pretty cool. Yeah. Definitely cool. Thanks for sharing it with us, you know? So for anything uh, to last a hundred years anywhere is, uh, is impressive. So. Sure. Especially on the beach, right? With, with, the with, a basement. And the, with a basement, but with the salt air and the, you know, the, the, the potential for uh, big storms. Um, pretty impressive. To, to see that basement after Sandy, that, well, how did that work? I thought that was the first thing I thought of. Like, how did that work? Because when I came back into the island, there was literally sand on the street side of the boardwalk all the way up to the boardwalk, like through the whole, almost pretty much through all of downtown, especially yep. in that yep. area. So, like, yep. what happened? We, got, we have to get ourselves into the catacombs. All right. We have to get in there. I, I, I'm going to reach out to uh, Peter and see what his uh, his uh, you know how how he runs that. Uh, if there's access, and if not, it's a black ops job. We're going in at night. We're going in dark. I think we could just try and sneak in and play play dumb with the banquet rather than you know. There you go. Get, I, get just the I just got lost. I just got lost. I don't know where. I don't know where I'm going. Where's I thought the I was going they, to the bathroom. I said it was down here. This is what they I, told me. I thought I was going to the bathroom. I ended up in the, in the catacombs. In the catacombs. Well, you might. Emily up... brought us down. We That's followed some some twenty year old with dark, long brown hair and a white dress, and no shoes. Listen, you you go down there. You might be careful. There might be three murders down there. You got to decide who you take down there with you. You know, the, be careful. The, you and I would be the worst criminals <laughs> in the history of crime. Listen, I uh, yeah, no, not not my thing, Drew. Mm-mm. Gonna no. gonna keep keep it straight here for as long as I can. I, I and so. probably. You would probably turn on me as soon as we got caught. It was his idea. No, definitely not. See, definitely I got it right. Look at it. It was his idea. There you go. No, definitely not. I'm not going to turn on you. 
I don't know what you're talking about, Drew. That's my my favorite line. And people are like, tell me something, and they're like, you can't tell anybody. I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. And they and they'll like repeat it to me three times. Like, I have no idea what you're talking about. And then they're like, oh, oh yeah, oh now I see what you're saying. Like, right. Well, slow on the uptake. Yeah. So fingers crossed, we can get in there uh, in a couple weeks, if not sooner. And yeah. if we do, and we um, will report back. Yeah, Where I'll be sure to take some pictures and share yeah, it on social yeah, media. Yeah. I haven't been doing that very much. We um, will report back. Got to get back on on social media. Um, but no, man. Well, thanks for sharing, Drew. Uh, always interesting time. Um, dare I say we'll be back next week with another episode? Dare I say that? Do I, do I put that pressure on us? 100%. Man, 100%. 100%. That is, that's a big statement there. So. All right, guys, you heard it right there, 100%. We'll be back again next week. Uh, until then, thanks for tuning in to the OCNJ Local, your podcast for everything happening here in America's greatest family resort. We're your host, Dominic Doherty and Drew Fazy. And we are your local guys. Peace out, everybody. Have a great day. Go birds. Or, yeah, go birds. That's right.